Hi everybody, this is Julia and welcome to the CT Improv Podcast. Today I am here with Greg Ludovici. Hi everybody. Um, Greg is actually the first person I interviewed for this podcast, but we had technical difficulties, so now he is the last. And it was so long ago that I don't remember anything we talked about, do you? Um, very, very little, you know, <laughs> being, being improv, nothing was planned and uh, it's all forgotten. Um, I, I recall we were eating some, some sort of, I think it was pasta. Oh yes. At the time. We were eating terrible pasta that I made and I'm a much better cook now. So therefore much better equipped to conduct this interview. Absolutely. All right. So Greg, um, why don't you get started by telling us a little bit about you and where you're from and all that good stuff and how that ultimately led you to improv. Oh man. Um, all right, trying to keep this uh, into the 20 to 30 minute range, uh, <laughs> as requested. Um, so, uh, grew I, I was born in Connecticut, grew up in Connecticut. Um, tried to do the sports thing for uh, growing up. Uh, I'm, I'm a I, I, I'm a broken lefty, so <clears throat> the sports were always a bit of a challenge for me anyway. Uh, in in school, I was. We should explain a broken yeah, lefty encouraged. is someone who is left-handed, but they are corrected if they go to a really, really old-fashioned school or <laughs> live in like a communist country. <laughs> but yeah, th- so I don't know. I, I, it's turned me sort of ambidextrous, but also made me mediocre at at uh, sports in general, and I'm just not built for it. So after. Breaking the record for getting hit too many times with a baseball in fourth grade, I, I decided decided to try theater out instead. And so I grew up doing a lot of theater. Uh, first, you know, just traditional theater, and uh, then then I discovered musicals. I think it was in sixth grade, and I saw my aunt played uh, like uh, violin for a pit orchestra, and I saw Oliver for the first time, oh, and man. I was just amazed. She got me front row tickets, mm-hmm. and I was so amazed. I made I made uh, my family go like four or five times in a row, <laughs> and then from then on, I was I was hooked on musical theater. There's probably no better way to hook a little boy into musical theater than Oliver, which is just hundreds of little boys running around doing whatever they want. Uh, yeah, and, and singing and smiling, and even, even though they were orphans and they were poor and starving, they, they looked like they were having way too much fun. And so at, right after that, I signed up for some musical theater uh, at University of Hartford, and you know, back but still, you know, middle school or something like that. And so did uh, I? I went to Simsbury High School. That's where I grew up, Simsbury, Connecticut, and. I think I was really, really lucky just talking to other people who, who went through uh, school and did theater because my school had, must have had a ridiculous theater budget, and we did five shows a year at least. Jeez. So, yeah, it was you know the fall one acts competition, the winter um, dinner theater, then the winter drama, then the spring musical, then there's a summer musical, and then meanwhile I was also doing the shows at University of Hartford. So, I mean, by the time I got to college, I my I already had. Uh, yeah, forty or so shows under my belt, and uh, then that, when I, that's like conservatory. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what's funny about it is that then <clears throat> all of these uh, kids were were graduating from high school with uh, you know such uh, such training in theater. I mean, in order to get into the school musical and like get a part at it, it, it became the competition was crazy. 
you know, people were, were studying acting and voice lessons in New York. And so it was like, we, in order to keep up, you had to, had to try and do that too. And so, yeah, everyone graduated from high school, conservatory level. A bunch of my friends ended up going to NYU for musical theater. Or um, one of my good friends is, uh, he sings opera at the Met. And, we, you know, we all studied from the same teachers and did shows together in high school. And it's just like, you know, some of these people, they, they could have gone on to be scientists. They went on to be uh, Broadway performers and, and uh, opera singers because we spent so much time doing it. And we loved it. Yeah, another one of your friends... Did marketing or crew or something for the original production of Spring Awakening? Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, Playwrights Horizons. They workshop a lot of, of big shows that end up going on to, to Broadway afterwards. And so, yeah, she was working for them. So, cool. All right. So you did all that. So you're super experienced and trained. You're probably the most trained person in CT Improv, I'd uh, say. As in, I've taken way too many classes, and, and <laughs> you know. And at the end of the day, training, uh, yeah, my I mean, musically theater, theater trained is different from uh, film trained and drama trained, and, and all of that. And uh, even in my in my uh, improv classes, I've gotten you know at the Upright Citizens Brigade and, and other places, I get feedback. It's like. Uh, uh, there's a little hint of musical theater in there, and, and some, some people don't think that's a good thing. So I'm always trying to, to even myself out a little bit. Yeah, it's really hard to take off the um, like showiness of musical theater, which is really great in a lot of circumstances. But it doesn't work very well with improv unless you're really making fun of it. The showiness, that is. But mm -hmm. anyway, we'll get, we'll get back. Um, so then you went to Skidmore College, I yes. I did, and I ran into, uh, you. That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, did some musical theater there. Well, they didn't have a musical theater program, so I took theater, uh, straight up theater there, and, um, music there, and <clears throat> worked with some friends of mine to, to, uh, build up and incorporate a musical theater charity company at Skidmore College, the... Skidmore AIDS Benefit Musical Organization. And that's how we met. Yeah. Um, I accidentally ended up becoming the director for the show my sophomore year, Julia's freshman year, and she came in and auditioned. And it was the first time I, yeah, first time I met her, she was singing uh, Guys and Dolls. I had just, <laughs> I had, like, just come off my high school spring musical, and I was in Guys and Dolls, and it was, like, the one thing I knew I could do really well, so... Yeah, so that was that was great. I feel like so much of CT has grown from what we learned in AIDS Benefit. I mean, you were the president and then I was, and it was really running a small, unsupervised company, doing little stuff with yeah. no budget and not a lot of audience. And, and having to figure it out along the way, like we got sued by... Uh, by a famous pop star at one point. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. Like, <laughs> she, she'll find me again. She will find me, and I'll get that phone call. But uh, at any rate, yeah, we got. We almost ended up in court for using uh, a song that uh, you know we had gotten permission from the author to use, but not from the producer. And so we, we learned a, a little bit about roles. Uh, but at the end of the day, we got to do the song because it was an AIDS benefit, and there were maybe 200 people in the audience, so it's, <laughs> it's really okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, all right. So we should also say at the same time, 
you're, it's amazing to me how you functioned because, yes, you were doing 40 shows in your high school career and then many shows in theater studies during college, but you also, despite you, you're saying you're unathletic, you were on the crew team in high school. You're a coxswain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so yeah, I'm. for those of you who can't tell from my uh, booming voice, I am not the, you know, tallest, most uh, stocky-built gentleman, and so I, I was the guy who sat at the, technically it's the, the back of the boat, and steered the boat and told the rowers, you know, uh, when to when to put more pressure on one side or the other to steer the boat and get it to go faster and things like that, so that's called the coxswain. And I accidentally ended up being a rower uh, at one point, too. Um, so I was at Varsity Coxon, and then uh, one of our one of our guys got kicked off the team for stealing some street signs, and then uh, they ended up putting me in the junior varsity as a rower because I had done, done all the workouts with them. I'm just not, you know, built that way. Yeah, and all right, so you're doing – you got sports, you got theater, and you were a – a pretty good student, and also a hacker. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I don't want to brag for you. <laughs> no. Uh, well, that's just... Uh, yeah. Um, so, the hacking, I, uh, hopefully I'm past my... Uh, what, what, uh, what's the term? The jurisdiction of, of time, whatever the heck that's called. Oh, your seven years or whatever. Yeah, within that, uh, that period of time. Uh, I know the term, but oh well. Um, Statute of limitations. That's it. Hopefully I'm outside of the statute of limitations. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I mean, when I was... So I always... I loved technology and gadgets and computers, and my dad was uh, into computers, and he was afraid that if I got a computer, I would never, ever read again other than a computer screen, so he wouldn't let us have a computer. <laughs> and then finally, in high school, uh, I got the computer, you know, because I had to do term papers and things like that. It was downright required for school. And so... Every day, um, I would before you know I'd get home from school and end up breaking the thing accidentally, and I'd have to figure out how to fix it before Dad got home, or he'd be mad. Um, so I don't think he ever knew that I that I broke the thing because I learned how to fix it. And from that, I got you know really into computers and into fixing computers, and also this was right at the you know the beginning of the internet and AOL and and all those things, and so. I started looking for online systems to um, to test out and, and get involved with, and there were these things, bulletin board systems. But one thing that I, the, my very first attempt was um, was seeing if I could uh, reserve a book for myself at one of the public libraries. And, and Badass. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> again, please be out of the statute of liberty. <laughs> Uh, but the, then the big one, the really big one was in high school. I was uh, helping my teacher fix, you know, fix her computer um, in the classroom, and I noticed that the grading program was, was right there. Um, and uh, so just out of curiosity, I'm like, is this thing secure? So I opened it up, and it asked for a password. I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty secure, unless the password's in plain text. Uh, meaning, like, anyone who knows where to find it can just read it and type it in. So I open up the, you know, the actual executable, and right there in plain text is 
the password. I tested it out. I got into the grading system. I was like, this is, this is, this is bad. This is really bad. If I can do this, someone else can do this too. So I rushed right to the, uh, the technology department and I told them and, um, I got in trouble. I got in really big trouble at first, I said, look... You got expelled, right? Uh, I mean, it didn't actually... It, it never actually went through. But they but were like, the, you had that moment of, you're expelled, young man. Yeah, like, basically, <laughs> you... No, you're not You're not supposed to do this. Uh, we're going to expel you. I said, but, but please, I, I came to you to, you know, to show you, to tell you, if I can figure this out, someone else can, and they're not going to come to you. <clears throat> so, um, in exchange, what ended up happening was I didn't get expelled, they hired me. And um, so I asked them to teach me how to network computers and build computers and things like that in exchange for me breaking into them and showing them how I broke into them so they could patch it up. And that's called a white hat hacker. Um, and so I loved that. That was a lot of fun. And I, so that's how I really started in. I started my own little computer company back in, in high school and, and college doing stuff like white hat hacking and, um, and fixing computers. And... So that's how I uh, I helped pay the bills while I was pursuing my, my love for theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that is where this is leading, right? So you're doing all this in high school. Then in college, you're still doing all this. I mean, one nice thing is that you and I both worked in the library together, <laughs> and you were you worked in fixing computers and i worked in circulation and and checking in new books which i just feel like is the most symbolic thing of all time is that when we first knew each other those were our jobs you know 500 mm-hmm. feet apart but anyway so you're doing all that and then you graduated and despite having all this theater background um you started working not in theater you want to tell us that story oh sure uh, yeah, so, so my degrees are in music and computer science theory. Uh, so during the summer, I was still going back to, to Simsbury and doing shows, and I'm working on this uh, you know, song with my opera buddy that I was talking about earlier, and we're at his house practicing the duet, and then he's like, hey, the family computer's messed up, can you take a look? So... This was, again, I, I'm dating myself, but this was right at the dawn of spyware. So there weren't things like, you know, malware protection programs out on computers yet. You just had to know how to look for them and fix them. So, you know, I go through the Windows registry and I find all the, the spyware and I delete it. And the computer's running like 40 times faster and he's shocked. So he's like, hey, my dad does computers. Could, could you show him what you did? So I showed his dad and his dad said, uh, you know, you're, you're an actor. What, what, are you, what are you doing? Fix computers. And it's like, hey, it, it beats uh, beats waiting tables. And, and he offered me an internship. And at, at that moment, I thought, oh, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't really know. Oh, it was at uh, Traveler's Insurance Company. And so I thought, oh, insurance. I mean, what, you know, what's a computer guy or a theater guy going to do with insurance? And it's so corporate. I don't think I'll fit in. And he's like, just try it for a summer. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll save up some money and, and learn something, if nothing else. And so I, um, I did the internship. And at the end, we had to do a presentation. And of course, I turned that into a real theatrical production and with, you know, comedy and and music and animation, and so um, they really enjoyed that, and then they offered me this job in a rotational program where I'd change jobs every six months. They would help me through graduate school, um, getting a degree in, in business, 
which, you know, I've always, I always wanted to run a theater, but I was always afraid of, like, how, how do I run a theater? You know, like, we were doing a charity where we gave all of our money away. How do, <laughs> how do we... Best business practices. Exactly. So how do we, you know, still serve a community and, and give things away, but also not, not, like, go broke and not need to fix computers on the side and hack into things in order to, to pay the bills? And so I, I really saw this as a great opportunity, and so I started. So I ended up uh, moving back to, to Connecticut rather than staying in Saratoga. Uh, moved back to Connecticut and took that internship and started going to graduate school. And uh, you know, of course, I'm learning business for for business sake, but all all the while thinking, okay, you know, how could this also apply to the theater world? Um, but uh, you know, I, I, had, I had given up that role. I was no longer the, the president of, of uh, the AIDS benefit. I was, uh, and I actually had to give up theater for a while. Things just got too busy with work, and I was on call 24-7. I, I you were had, working till 4 a.m. a lot of nights, yeah, I, or I starting a, at 4 a.m. And a pager, you know, so people would page me all the time. So, you know, I'm in a show singing away, and meanwhile, computers are blowing up, and, and the boss isn't happy, so... so um, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't take that leadership kind of role in theater. And then, um, well, there, there was a whole period where actually they sent me to London. I worked internationally for six months, and while I was there, I studied so much theater because uh, it's London, and, and it was just everything wonderful there. And when I got – so living in the city, I was like, you know what, when I get back to, to Connecticut, if I'm going to live in Connecticut and work for, for this place, then I want to be in this city, and I want to make it a real city and, and get involved with the best – theater in the city and so I decided I'd move downtown I'd move to Hartford downtown and I'd get involved with the Hartford Stage Company and um, you know s- stop doing the community theater stuff where I have to pay to do it and and uh, you know work with the best so I moved downtown um, kept studying at UConn kept working at Travelers and um, started taking classes at the Hartford Stage Company and volunteering for them and I saw this improv class. And That's I'm where like, we get to Flying Blind, this yeah. This is it, Flying Blind. <laughs> Wait a minute, you know, if, if improv is really what I think it is, if they really are making all that stuff on the spot, then I could get paged in the middle of the show and walk away and go fix computers, and it won't, <laughs> blow in, it won't ruin the show, unlike a musical where, you know, if I'm the lead and I, right. I can't do the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, small productions, we, we never have understudies. I will say you have never walked out on a show. Uh, that's, that's true. I have not. I still, I, I treat it with, yeah, I, I love it. I do treat it with as much priority as possible and make sure I have a backup for shows. But if it ever came to it, that, that really is possible for improv. And that's what's so cool. You know, I took the class and realized, yes, like we really are making this stuff up on the spot. And, and it's, you know, it's not easy. It's, it's more than, than just make believe. It's so collaborative and so much fun. And, and, you know, through that first class, <laughs> I met Summer and Kate and Vlad for one day, but only one day, and then he was gone. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then, and you know, that was taught by our sensei, Matt Newfeld. And then the second class was the day that Julia moved to Hartford. Mm-hmm. And I convinced her, you know, she didn't really know that many people in Hartford when she moved here from New York. And I, so I, I don't said, think it took a lot of convincing. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably not. <clears throat> but I uh, convinced her to join me for class, and at that one, then... Almost all the the founders were there because then Dan Dan was there and Vlad was back and, and I was, it was everyone but and, Joe. And you joined, yeah. Joe Joe came uh, one one round later. And that's when we had the Christmas show and Joe and Laura saw that show. Yeah. 
Isn't that cool? Yeah. And um, and then Joe signed up. For, it's funny to think, like, if Laura had signed up right away, mm-hmm. she probably would have been one of the founders also. Yeah. But we just caught her later. Ah, oh, and we really could have been, you know, 50-50 <laughs> I know. ownership, female ownership. Oh. I know. <laughs> one of my favorite things about CT is that we're 50-50 exactly right now, so yeah. it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, CT, it's been three and a half years. Basically. Wild. Three and a half years since we took Flying Blind or since we founded the company? Um, so, so I mean, CTM Earth, probably, I, it's almost, it's almost our third birthday of, of founding the company because it was April 1st. Oh, right. Uh, and it's January now. For all right, so three and a half years since we met, essentially. Yeah, because we started, uh, yeah, I took my class, it was like late August or September was Flying Blind 1. Yeah. So, do you have, I mean, we've done so many things that it's almost hard to conceive i mean we did how many shows did we do last year do you know in 2011 oh i don't know <laughs> i don't have the stats off the top of my head <laughs> surprising I, yeah, but i do i make a lot of spreadsheets for we've done over 100 shows yeah. in our first two years so yeah we've done a lot yeah I and mean, we've developed programs for students of all sorts for toastmasters for corporate people corporate people that's what they like to be called um, <laughs> we definitely we definitely averaged uh, you know more than a, an event mm-hmm. a week for for last year and uh, you know what's cool is we're finding like this year we're starting another recurring uh, event so every time we have one of those that's automatically 12 more events a year and and more opportunity for um, you know for stage time for for the audiences of Greater Hartford to experience improv um, I'm talking about the the new long-form showcase that CT Improv is leading at Billings Forge Community Works. We're performing at the studio. Mm-hmm. Starting on January 20th, yeah, 2012. It's this Friday. <laughs> if this thing gets out in time, oh, man. Yeah, come yeah. check it out. Oh, yeah. We're putting it up tonight. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so one thing that I've always noticed about you, which I think is amazing, is that you have basically total recall of our shows. Mm. Uh, Greg's famous for saying, like, in September 2012, in that line change scene joe said this hilarious thing (laughs) so with that astounding memory do you have um what are can you think of any standout moments any shows that were great or scenes or characters or anything oh gosh you know it's it's the the discovery of improv improv like in in there's certain discovery moments that are just always so magical and exciting um because you're surprising yourself like as a team every single one of us is uh, just as delighted as as the audience sometimes and like you know sometimes we just have to laugh along which is what's so <laughs> nice again about improv um man i i loved uh the, the, our first Mother's Day show when I was hosting and we interviewed uh, some, some of our, our good friends. Like, they became friends. I, I didn't know them yeah, at the time. Yeah, we didn't know them at the time. Yeah, River and, and company. Uh, so since then, since this, this event, uh, we became friends with them. But they told this fascinating story of, of how uh, he or his brother he- was born... He in, was born in a van. Yeah, it was a, it was a bus. His parents were serious hippies. Yeah, and they were like touring across the the country and he was just (laughs) born in a bus and uh naturally vlad being our our uh fantastic bald-headed friend with a beard 
uh, knew that he needed to be birthed at that moment, and uh, we we did a day in the life replay with different different styles, and and every time Vlad found a, a new way to come out mm. and be born, and it, it was magical. Um, yeah, I love that one. Um, um, Sex and the CT was fun. You had a great scene with, I mean, I don't want to make it so Vlad-centric, his head will get big, but um, you had a great scene where you were Jim Henson going on a date with Samantha from Sex and the City. That was really fabulous. Yeah, and again, that's, you know, so that's a, a one of those discovery moments. I mean, that was only our second time ever trying Sex and the CT, and so, you know, when things are, are brand new, yeah, there there's so many opportunities to explore. You don't You don't have any habits or, like, you know, fallbacks or go-tos. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that was great. And, um, you know, we've been, been having a lot of fun in, in the cage matches, trying the mono scene lately. Uh, so there's always some new form to try. And, um, oh, I mean, Mosquito Sunset. Uh, so, so it's, it's not, uh, entirely CT, but it was mostly members of CT Improv. And, and it was, it came from one of our rehearsals, but, uh, we, accidentally created a little mini musical improv set before any of us studied musical improv. <laughs> and I've since gone on, you know, now, now, now my goal, of course, now that I've discovered improv and I'm doing that is to find my way back to doing musicals by doing musical improv. We're talking like musical improv is the best thing ever. When done well, it is so magical when done poorly. Uh, you know, it's, it's like any improv, you feel sorry and, and sad. <laughs> but when, when done well, it, like people are creating forty-five-minute musicals with big group-opening numbers and choreography and harmony and duet love songs and a villain song, and it, it's like, how do they even make that up on the spot? And so I've been been studying that lately, and uh, you know, hope to bring some of that to, to Hartford and to the Connecticut area and, and teach some, some people who are interested in that. Maybe get some of my old musical friends to come try that out and get them into improv that way. Oh, you've taught us, I mean, you've led us through so many great songs. Like, let's think of some of the song titles we've put together in our CT rehearsals. Uh, um, I Like to Dance, I Like to Strut, oh, yeah. that was a I good like one. To dance. Um, he Only Cares About Money, mm-hmm. that was a really good one. Yeah. Um... Litter is evil, you guys. Mm. That was well, yeah, that's, Julia. That's line. a Julia famous uh, <laughs> piece right there. She likes to she likes to end things with comma you guys. Uh, in, in I am not the only writing, one. So. <laughs> right in the song. Yeah. So um, I have to pee at Graham's house. Uh, yeah, I gotta pee. At Graham's I gotta house. pee at Graham's house. Yeah, uh, that one came from a carpool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can you can improvise musicals anywhere. Um, and then the, the magic of it is that is that catchy chorus that actually gets stuck in your head so that we can right. remember these things. I know. Some of these were five, six months ago. Mm-hmm. Easy, completely easy yeah, to remember. Yeah, we can still sing them. I mean, our first Mosquito Sunset show at the uh, jam at Playhouse on Park, we still know it because we had awesome characters. We were pirates. or I, Dan and I were pirates, and you and Ashley were people on an island who eventually went to work for pirates. So <laughs> um, it was easy to remember because it was so much fun. Um, so just really quick, um, what are your hopes for CT in the future? Oh, wow. Yeah. Really quick. That's, uh, <laughs> that's why I said that. all my dreams fit them into a second. Um, so, I mean, I'm really, really excited that, you know, that we are 
the, we're still together. You know, the, the group is, is still together. We're all still friends. And we're not static either, you know. Um, we're, we're finding ways to try new things. You know, we're starting this new monthly series of Billings Forge, not just for ourselves, um, but, you know, we, but also to bring guest groups in and give our students opportunities to perform and our, our other groups around the area opportunities to perform. Um, but I, I hope that we, you know, that we never stop that because the life of CT Improv comes from, you know, the, the energy, the creativity of everybody. Mm-hmm. And whenever anybody has an idea, it, just like an improv, whenever anybody has an idea for a show, we're all so supportive and yes ending. You know, Vlad said, hey, you know, I mean, I guess it was it was you it was you it was the girls and Vlad went to do Providence Improv Fest and they all came up with the idea for Sex in the CT and Vlad's like, let's make this happen. And so mm-hmm. we made it happen and now it's like, hey, uh, let's do more long form. Now we've been studying it in in New York City for two years. Like, you know, our City Steam show is is tried and true, and and we don't want to mess too much with that because we have a lot of fun with that in the short form. So let's find uh, you know some new opportunities. So, um, you know, more classes, more shows, and what I'm really excited about now is all of, um, you know, the, the new people who are interested in studying improv with us. We've got a lot of great new students, so talented, and, um, you know, in, in time, I'm sure that they'll, they'll be ready to, to perform, and, and so I'm hopeful that through CT Improv, we can grow a community and build new talent to the point where we really have have something special and and there can be uh, you know creative improvised art flexible art that can be applied to anything uh, anytime you want in Hartford mm-hmm. it's, just so it's funny because fun. as you say that it strikes me that we completely live as yes and you know that is basically our how we operate I mean the business principle of yes or the improv principle of yes and being you know Whatever's offered to you, you say yes, and then you add on. And that is all that we're ever doing. We are maintain- We are maintaining everything we've ever done. Mm-hmm. We haven't dropped, you know, any shows or styles or anything. But it, every couple of months, we have a new idea. And I feel, I mean, we have more ideas than we are capable of executing, which at times is frustrating. But in another way, oh, my God, it's such a blessing. It's like, well, when we get time to do Sex in the CD, that took a long time to happen. But then mm-hmm. when we did do it... We were so excited because we had wanted it for so long, and, and we just went out there and did it. It was awesome. And another thing that strikes me is, I mean, I thought of this before. Yeah, I know. We're, we're going to be a few minutes late to rehearsal. Oh, uh. <laughs> um, uh, and you have to come up with five random things, so you can start thinking while I'm talking. Um, five random things? What? Yeah, five random facts. Oh, oh, oh facts. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, yeah, not objects. Yeah. <laughs> not yes. random yes. objects from our house. Um, is that a lot of the things that you described from your childhood really led up to improv also. I mean, you're our financial officer. You do a ton of business-related things for CT. I mean, no one would disagree more than anyone else. And, you know, you are the coxswain of the group. (laughs) You are looking at what is safe and what is dangerous and steering us one way or the other. And also the idea of hacking is breaking something and then scrambling to fix it. That is exactly what improv is. Hmm. Is breaking some idea or making some tiny mistake or finding some little weird thing and justify, then you fix justify, it. Justify, justify, justify. Yeah, and hmm. then you fix it and then you're you're golden. 
All right, so last but not least, five random facts about you, and then we will go to rehearsal. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I absolutely... I love all animals, but especially cats. I adore cats. <laughs> I think Graham said that, too. Did he? Oh, yeah, yeah, probably that's right. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, yeah, I mean, I already shared a lot of personal stuff. Um, sure. I, yeah, I used to be uh, a really good archer, if you call that a sport. And, again, that's why I say I I'm not really built for sports. But, yeah, I uh, started shooting archery at a very young age, uh, but I haven't shot since I was 14. Uh broke a bunch of Boy Scout records, and then just stopped doing it. Um, but you were recruited for the Junior Olympics, right? But you didn't yeah. do it. Well, yeah. Uh, my mom's afraid to drive in the highway, so if I had to practice outside of Simsbury, it wasn't going to happen. Oh, tragedy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Archer was cool. Um, that's only two. Oh, gosh. Um... I mean, yeah, th- through, through talking about musical theater a lot, I imagine everyone knows I... I I'm a singer, so that's... That does not yeah, count. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> okay, what about something... Um, what about something, like, from work? Something from work? Oh. Yeah, God. give us a taste of work life. Oh, well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love to collect ridiculous lingo, whatever the buzzword of the year is or week is. I like to keep track of that stuff, and, and um, it entertains me. Uh, my my job right now, my current job title is I'm a, a manager of collaboration engineering, which I think is is quite suitable for improv. <laughs> but it's well. better than uh, your last one, which was Ooh, a manager of document, document management. management. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, two more, Greg. Um, Reach deep. All right, yeah. Uh, did I already say I don't have a car? Because that, that one's... No, you didn't. When, when what do you I, have instead? Yeah, when I first moved to Hartford, I was crazy for moving to Hartford, but I was even crazier for selling my car. But I really wanted to live in the city, so I sold the car. And I did that for about a year, and then um, I decided... I like to learn something new every year. So I decided to get uh, my motorcycle license and get a scooter. So I have a genuine buddy, Italia which is the U.S.-built competitor to the Vespa. Uh, most people like to call it a Vespa anyway, and that's okay. I do. Yeah. but So, yeah, so I ride a, a scooter around. If you ever see a guy put around on a, a green Italian-looking scooter, that's probably me. <laughs> and last but not least? Oh, I was hoping you'd lost count. Of course not. Um, let's see. Well, when I was a kid, I, I was... Uh, Perhaps too much of an introvert, and, and I did most of my reading through video games. I love the old RPGs, role-playing games of like Final Fantasy and action, uh, adventure games like Zelda, um, things like that. So, so yeah, I am a, a classic gaming nerd. Uh, not so much anymore. Okay, we're, we're getting some... Well, our cat is destroying a piece of cardboard, and we are late to rehearsal, so yeah. thank you, Greg. And, Thanks um, for listening. If you're still out there, people. Wow. Oh, people are listening. Immortalized Greg. forever. I you. Say bye. Well, goodbye, everyone. Bye.